What I wanted to say about the Tinder culture that we have today of swiping left and swiping right is that recruiters and HR have been trained many, many years ago to swipe left and swipe right on Mm -hmm. things that really don't matter. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week, while we were working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. episode of While We Were Working, and this is where you learn everything you need to know as a small business leader to manage your people and build a great culture. This week, we are talking all about inflation and its impact on the workforce, as well as blind hiring and getting to the bottom of what it is and how it might help you build a better workplace culture. As always, this is your host, Joey Price, and I'm joined with my co-host, Summer Keytron. Say hey, Summer. Hi, Joey. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks for joining us today. All right. And this is episode 19. Let's go ahead and jump into high, low, buffalo. Summer, go ahead and kick it off. Absolutely. So for those of you that haven't joined before, high, low, buffalo is where we share just a little bit about the high, the low, and then something random about our week. So I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. Uh, my high played my very first 18 holes of golf. And this has been something that I've been wanting to do for over 20 years. I've just been too afraid, but finally got out there. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought, except nobody warned me that I was going to feel like I was a hundred years old the very next day. Well, that's the, that's the secret is that, uh, it really is a sport and, uh, I'm very curious about, your experiences and um, now we have to you have to get eighteen holes in because I am an amateur golfer as well. So oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I would say like I'm more than a beginner, but not by much. Um, but I think you know just getting out there, just kind of conquering your fear of you know really holding people up and you know just. Um, not being able to complete it, uh, I think was irrational. And uh, now that I've been out there, it's not nearly as scary for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And there's always, you know, letting folks play through or whatever the case may be. Um, A lot of people uh, of different age, ability, you know, Mm -hmm. get out there and enjoy the game of golf. So Mm -hmm. we can, it's a great, it's a great, Sport to learn how to play well with other people and to share space. Um, so that's cool that you got out there. Uh, what else? Uh, my low for the week, really no lows. It's been a really productive and great week. And even when I dug deep, gosh, there must have been something. Uh, there really wasn't. So I, I figured, you know, that will kind of take me right into my Buffalo, which is. Uh, as we wrap up March, really looking forward to some spring weather here soon. All right. Well, I'll I'll do mine from the bottom up. 
And I'll go with Buffalo that I'm also excited about spring weather. Uh, we uh, got the yard taken care of. The grass is looking green. And um, I'm excited for the weather. I'm not excited for the pollen. That is always a 50-50 thing with me. Some seasons, some spring seasons, I need all of the Claritin you can get. Uh, other seasons, it's like I'm totally unfazed. So time will tell what this season will be, but I just, I, I do love spring. I do love uh, the newness. I do love uh, the days um, being longer and uh, sun setting later and uh, just being able to play and go for walks and get back on the golf course. Um, right. That, that's always fun here on the East Coast. Um, my low for the week is, uh, I, don't, I don't have a low either, Summer. I don't have a low either. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. And especially because of our high. Uh, mm-hmm. My high is that we're, we're getting ready to launch our course curriculum on our community platform. Uh, we're getting ready to go live. And another high is that we've been trending in a lot of different places. So uh, we've been charting on Great Britain's management charts. We've been charting okay. in Canada. We've been charting in the U.S., in South Africa, uh, in, in the Philippines. And so to be able to chart on the Apple Podcast uh, management section, mm-hmm. we're just 19 episodes in. It's a good start. So I can't wait to see the growth trajectory from here. That's quite exciting, Joey, to think about that, you know, we just started this a few short months ago and that we're getting some really great feedback and adding value in the people leadership space and for small businesses. And I think, you know, ultimately that's what we're aiming to do. And, you know, I invite anybody uh, who's been following the show to send in their ideas, their suggestions, their feedback. Let us know what, what you love, maybe what we can do better about. And don't forget to share those topics because um, there's nothing more exciting than, you know, getting a topic from our listeners and then being able uh, to share our thoughts and have some follow-up discussion offline. Agreed, agreed. And I and speaking of sharing thoughts, I wanted to share one of the reviews that came in. It says uh, much needed content. This is a five star review on on Apple. Uh, While we were working, is an excellent resource for a non HR professional like myself. The desire to be a better people leader and business owner has led me here, and I will definitely add this to my weekly rotation. So uh, for that person that gave the review, I know who it is, but I hope you're tuning in and uh, thanks for you. And if that sounds like you, you're in the right place. If you are a non-HR people leader, um, you're definitely in the right place. Let's go ahead and jump into While We Were Working. While We Were Working is a segment where we talk about some news or current trends that you may not be aware of uh, because you missed it because you were working. So it's hard to miss the rising prices at the pump, at the grocery mm-hmm. store, in all things. Even your like video subscriptions, Netflix is increasing, Hulu is increasing. Mm-hmm. And I even heard that uh, Netflix is now punishing those people who share passwords. But that's a story no for another time. Um, this, <laughs> this week, we are covering... Uh, an article that's in Sherm uh, on Sherm.org by Stephen Miller, and it's 
entitled Inflation Continues to Surge, Affecting Wage and Benefit Planning. Mm -hmm. So, Summer, what are some of the things that you gleaned from this article here that people should know? Well, first, I must say that this article sparked me going down about a two-hour rabbit hole, um, but in a good way. Uh, you know, it, it had me looking at um, really just trying to understand, um, you know, the Fed's raising the interest rate and not only the impact, um, you know, that that it has on the economy as a whole, um, but just understanding, you know, kind of revisiting, you know, some of like high school um, economics and, and really just trying to understand inflation on a deeper level. But where that took me, Joey, was actually in a direction that I didn't anticipate. And that was really making the connection between when the Fed raises interest rates, how that impacts um, not just small businesses, like in the way that we think about in terms of economics, but um, how it impacts um, how it impacts jobs, the unemployment rate, and things that we all know um, is kind of like the HR um, HR issues. So I kind of had this big moment of realization about like, oh my gosh, like we need to talk about something on the show uh, to really call attention attention to how um, not only you know the Fed raising the interest rates, but the inflation and how that is going to continue to impact businesses and really get these conversations going so that people leaders and those um, also in the HR space are really, really paying attention to this now if they aren't already. And I think talking about some of the key things that companies are doing, and if they're not doing that, they're going to want to be thinking about. Agreed. Agreed. This is something that, you know, there are all of these subjects that uh, in school, you're like, man, this is so important. And then when you become an adult, you realize, do I really need to calculate the length of shapes and angles? Uh, but right. this is one that is super important, uh, economics. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. for the employer, for the people manager that's listening to this show, you know, mm -hmm. this is where folks leave out the back door. Um, it's, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, gas prices are too high. Mm -hmm. I have to commute into the office. If I have to commute into the office, I have to go to another employer that's going to either allow mm -hmm. me to work remotely or um, telework or uh, give me a higher salary or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, education or uh, groceries or however mm -hmm. your team is feeling impacted by the, mm -hmm. uh, the rise in pricing. Um, mm -hmm. This is where they slip out of the back door and they may not even tell you that they're leaving because of compensation um, or right. because of benefits, but, but they are, but they, but they are. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a poll in front of me, but I'd argue that that's one of the reasons they're leaving. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's really important to understand as a small business owner and a, and a people manager, how outside forces uh, impact your P&L. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the levers that you need to pull to successfully uh, mm -hmm. keep those things at bay. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Michael Bush's uh, Udemy course. Um, he has a course on Udemy about kind of like the, the principles of running a small mm -hmm. business. He talks about mm -hmm. um, P&L and, and its relationship to human capital. So um, mm -hmm. maybe we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. But uh, I'm talking way too much. 
but 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 the short of it is uh economics matter global economics uh, economics um the, the cost of a cup of coffee in your neighborhood is connected to so many different things and as an employer you have to pay attention to that right and, and to add to that joey i just kind of wanted to break it down in like some of the simplest terms for some of our listeners to uh, you know to understand and so to first lay the foundation um, the consumer price index rose 7.9 percent year over year in february and um, just to put that into perspective that's actually the greatest that it has increased in more than 40 years and you know, with that higher inflation, you know, the, the simplest way to think about it is that your workers are able to buy less. And when you factor that into, you know, what's considered real inflation, like what, how is that impacting the money that they're taking home? Like, how does that impact their earnings? Like with that level of inflation, um, it's actually um, making their earnings fall 2.6%. And so even if you're giving them increases and, you know, what we've, what we've seen typically um, are increases in like the 3% range on average, even with those, their earnings are falling. And that's the real problem here. Yeah. Yeah. It's that uh, working, working twice as hard and your know, compensation, you know, stretching mm -hmm. twice as short. Mm -hmm. um, right. Which, which is crazy. And I, I just got a, uh, I set up Google alerts for our company name and, you know, jumpstart's a pretty popular word, but I got a Google alert in for uh, a career at the gas station, all places. And, uh, for, it says jumpstart your career at this gas station. And their, their, their starting wage now is $17 an hour. And mm -hmm. when you think about, um, inflation and, uh, companies improving their, compensation to attract the right talent, you have to look at the fact that rates are rising all around you. I mean, in, in my neck of the wood, Target is increasing its base salary. Uh, Best Buy is increasing its base salary. Uh, Amazon has said professional workers, their base salary is like tripling or, or doubling. Um, all of that plays into uh, why you need to tackle your uh, compensation and mm -hmm. help with, I think the article mentioned with helping with uh, rising health care costs. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, if you are limited in what you could do financially, lean into what you can do from an employer brand perspective and a, mm -hmm. a workplace culture perspective. Because in many instances, it isn't always about the money, but it is about mm -hmm. people wanting to be at a place where they feel they're contributing, their organization is adding value to the world, and what they do mm -hmm. matters. And uh, they feel like they belong at, at your business. So all, all that is, uh, is important to take into account. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Joey, because, you know, this article specifically does talk about um, some of the things that companies can do to um, help offset that inflation. And they do all have, um, you know, some sort of expense to the company. And one of those is, you know, companies are looking at doing uh, quarterly 
pay raises. And that's just to try to keep up with how fast some of the salaries are increasing. Now, I know that's not practical for everybody, um, but if you know you are a small business that is in the position uh, to increase pay, then that's definitely something to consider um, for the short term. And as I mentioned earlier, you know we're typically seeing around three percent increases on average historically. Uh, but salary budgets right now um, for many of these companies that are trying to keep up or you know slightly lead, um, those increases are in the four and five percent range, um, which is significantly more than what we've seen before. In terms of benefits, um, in this article, they referenced that there was a survey that 65% of workers actually said they'd consider leaving their job for a more generous 401k, and some companies are making some significant changes there, whether it's offering a larger match or um, in some cases, offering a contribution with no employee participation requirement. So lots of lots of things happening um, that companies are doing in this space to help their employer their employees like combat inflation. And I think um, with the Fed expected to have a number of small increases, um, you know, in the future, I think that companies really need to be paying attention to this now. So Summer, this is uh, this is what I love about what we get to do, right? Because we are um, transitioning into spring. And so a lot of people think of like spring cleaning. So I right. just think of a few things that you as the small business owner, you as the people manager should be spring cleaning with regard mm-hmm. to uh, inflation and how it's impacting your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. everything from, we've mentioned compensation, uh, we've mentioned benefits packages or benefit strategies, um, mm-hmm. maybe even getting in a, a state interviews for your team of just say, hey, mm-hmm. how are you, how are you enjoying your experience here? Um, you know, what, what would you want to change? Um, all that sort of feedback is interesting. Uh, but but what are some other things that you think people could be spring cleaning uh, at this time of year to help fight off uh, some of those um, negative I- implications of, of inflation? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things that comes to mind for me uh, as we you know start to make progress on you know many locations reopening as you know kind of the state of COVID is improving. I think that for companies that have the opportunity to finally get together when they haven't been able to for so long, uh, that this would be a great opportunity to bring your team together, do some team building events, look to deepen those relationships and have those conversations about how are you doing? How are your employees doing? And what is it that the company um, might be able to do in order to make their employee experience better. So I feel like, you know, if, if companies have the opportunity to get together and actually have those conversations and deepen those relationships in person, to me, um, that's a great thing to do regardless. But as we approach spring and the opportunity to get together becomes more of a reality, I'd definitely be high on my list. Yeah. Yeah. 
That, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. Having those conversations, getting people talking, because um, if you have a culture that does encourage those conversations, you're mm-hmm. well on your way. And uh, mm-hmm. don't have a culture that encourages those conversations. That's a sign that you may want to start right there to right. that point. All right, cool. Let's let's go ahead and transition into our next segment, which is a consultant's corner. And you're listening to this this podcast. You know that we are the consultants behind Consulting Corner. So every episode, as you know, is brought to you by Jumpstart HR. We help small businesses and startups uh, develop strategies to improve workplace culture. Uh, we help with everything from recruitment, to onboarding, employee relations, uh, strategies to help you fight inflation, uh, so on and so forth. So if you're interested in working with that, us, reach out to jumpstart-hr.com and we'll drop a link in the show notes for you as well. Um, but this week, we are tackling a topic that Summer has quite a bit of experience with, uh, with some of our clients, and that is blind hiring. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we reference a Glassdoor uh, article um, called The Blind Hiring Process, what it is and how to do it. Uh, but Summer, give us the high-level uh, definition of blind hiring process and why companies should be utilizing it. Sure thing. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the term blind hiring process, uh, in you know, kind of the, the simplest explanation, it's really just moving those identifiable characteristics from a resume that aren't related to the job. So um, some examples would be like anything that may give you an indication of age, um, gender, ethnicity, um, potentially even level of education if it's not specifically related to the job. Um, and a very big one is candidate names. So if you're not familiar with this process and you're hearing me say, hey, we can remove all of these off of the resume, I'm sure um, there's a little bit of reservation and potentially even some concerns like, well, hey, like how are we going to, you know, how are we going to know which candidate that is or, um, you know, more about their education. And I must say that, trust me when I tell you that um, not only are are there um, an assortment of technology systems out there that can actually help you manage this process, but, you know, I have a saying that's like, where there's a will, there's a way, Joey. And I think that it really just requires us to take a step back from what we know and what we've done for so long and kind of deconstruct the process so that we can reconstruct it in a way that supports um, hiring diversity. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Summer. So there's a big Netflix uh, show out there called The Tender Swindler. Are you, are you familiar with The Tender Swindler? No, no, please do tell me because now I'm interested. So the Tinder swindler is all about this guy who fooled people into believing that he had this great life and um, he was dating multiple women and uh, hitting them up for large sums of money. It's it's a very fascinating thing to take a look at if you've got a couple of hours that you want to kill. Maybe, you know, on the way to the golf course uh, next time in the the, uh, clubhouse. But anyway... 
what I wanted to say about the Tinder culture that we have today of swiping left and swiping right is that recruiters and HR have been trained many, many years ago to swipe left and swipe right on Mm -hmm. things that really don't matter or things Mm -hmm. that have been at a disadvantage to people. Mm -hmm. So Summer, you mentioned a name, right? So Mm -hmm. if it is, uh, if it's Mukesh or if it is, um, you know, Lakeisha, a recruiter is going to swipe left and that's not fair. Um, Mm -hmm. If someone went to a, a high school in rural North Carolina and they did not go to college, they're going to swipe left because Mm -hmm. they don't feel that maybe they have the right qualifications or come Mm -hmm. from the right background. Or maybe if they didn't go to the right school. I remember Mm -hmm. there was a position that I was hired for one time because of the college I went to. But Mm -hmm. that in effect eliminated a lot of folks that um, could have competed for that role that did not go to the college that I went to. So we're almost, uh, and I know this is like soundbitey here, but we're almost trying to untenderfy the recruiting process so that we can look at the credentials for what they are. And mm-hmm. that is a win for diversity. That is a win for teams. That is a win for your culture. So if we can untenderfy the recruiting process, then we will have better, better uh, hiring outcomes. I like your explanation and keeping it quite simple because it can feel overwhelming when, you know, I think about small businesses just moving so quickly and having so much on their plate that even trying to stop to create a new process and change anything feels like, well, we don't have enough time to do that. So let's just keep doing what we're doing and we'll deal with it later. And, you know, I I do have to caution that if we don't start making this change now, I foresee in the not too distant future that we're going to have the companies that have been um, making steps and efforts towards improving their diversity. And then there's the companies who are lagging and those that are lagging are going to be at a serious disadvantage for a couple of reasons. Uh, One is that companies with gender diversity at the executive level are proven to be 20% more profitable than those without. So if that isn't a reason alone, um, then, you know, think about how important diversity is to your potential employees and um, the majority of employees, when they're seeking out a new opportunity, they are saying that they care about diversity. So aside from it, just being the right thing to do as a whole, as a business owner, you know, certainly there's these additional, there's these additional factors that you're not going to be able to ignore. So I think we should talk just a little bit on this topic about kind of how companies can put this into action and get them started on some ideas. What do you think? Let's go for it. All right, cool, cool. So um, I would say first and foremost, before, um, before you attempt to do any of this, Uh, You really need to think about as a company, what is the goal that you want to achieve? So, you know, think about um, and, and run a report with the data that you have of what is the current makeup of your existing workforce for um, the factors that you may already have. Like you, you probably already have age and gender and name. And depending on your hiring process, 
maybe even have additional information in regards to their level of education. Um, perhaps you've asked your team to complete some um, voluntary anonymous surveys to capture some other information. And if not, this is a great opportunity to do so because as you start to understand your current workforce, you can then understand where your greatest opportunity is and then focus on what are our goals. Now, once you have those goals, then you can start to actually execute on it. And there's a couple of different ways, Joey, that I've seen companies um, tackle this on their day-to-day -day process. I mentioned some technology that's out there, but what other ideas do you have um, that might be simple for um, recruiters, business owners, anybody um, that's managing this process to put into play? I, um, these days, I'm, I'm going back to values uh, before tactics, right? So mm -hmm. I am thinking of making sure that it is a value within your organization to do this, mm -hmm. and understand the why behind a blind mm -hmm. hiring process. So that whenever decisions need to be made about what you do to enact it, um, you lean towards the bias of getting it done as opposed to not getting it done. So I would maybe come up with one to three values that are important for you that reflect, um, you know, wanting to increase diversity, wanting to increase uh, opportunity and access and realizing that this is a pathway to do it. So I would just start with the values piece. And then summer is like awesome with the tactics. I'm, I'm going to come at the values angle and, and, and start there, then build out your, uh, your tactics. But I think you make a really great point that there has to be a planning uh, piece to this, like just trying to jump in and say, hey, uh, you know, we heard that there's this technology we can buy and just run all of our applicants through it and like now we're, you know, we, we have a diverse hiring process and it's really, it's much more than that. Um, so after you've, you know, after you've done that planning stage and you understand um, what you want to achieve, um, there's a couple quick ways that you could tackle this depending on the size of your business. One is quite simply changing your hiring process and asking candidates to remove specific information from um, their application or resume that they're submitting. Now, of course, you have to have other methods in place to ensure that you can um, identify them in terms of contacting them, um, but that's not as difficult as it sounds. Uh, one of the other ideas um, that's actually referenced in the article uh, that you touched on earlier is you can actually create pre-screening questions um, that can be answered before you have any of their identifiable characteristics on a resume so that at least that way you are uh, making decisions in regards to qualifying individuals off of the same exact questions um, without any sort of potential bias um, from information. Awesome. Awesome. So we are, we're, we're kind of close, uh, but this is a great episode as always. Here's the thing. So I listen to these episodes when they go live and I realize there are things that I miss just in doing them. So I know that you are listening to this and you were like, oh man, Joey and Summer has some really great points, but you should actually listen to these episodes like once or twice or twice or three times. 
because mm-hmm. there's so many gems that uh, come through in these episodes. So why not share it with your team, um, set it as a topic to discuss in your uh, team meeting, and uh, that will be a great way for you to get the most out of these episodes. And as always, you can check out our episodes at Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our YouTube channel, as well as LinkedIn. So this has been another episode of While We Were Working, episode 19. We talked about great things to help you improve your business. If you liked it, leave a review and we will see you next week. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com. Thank you.